and welcome to another edition of the Copcast podcast. Um, what we're going to do, as we did last season, we're going to just take a look at our rivals, um, and you can use that term rival as loosely as you possibly can, given who we're going to speak about. But over the next few weeks, we're going to look at Manchester City, obviously. Um, we're going to look at Chelsea. We're going to look at Spurs as the Champions League um, fourth-placed clincher. Um, and we're going to look at Arsenal. But what we're going to do first is we're going to kick off um, with Man United. And to discuss that with me, I have Beryl Akis. And Beryl, United at the minute, you know, I think there is a fair, there's a fair shout if a United fan told me that that you're always, why are you always talking about United? Uh, what's that? We're rent free in your head. And do you know what? Yeah, that's kind of fair. To me, at the minute, United are like not my favorite ever film, but you know that film that you like to watch over and over and over again just to make yourself feel better. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel about Man United at the minute. I just really enjoy talking about them because it makes me feel happy because um, because I understand what they're going through. And I had to sit at the side of the table they're sitting at now and watch my most hated rivals take my players and um, win all the trophies and beat us in the most heartbreaking of circumstances. But we are now sitting kind of patronizingly looking down on them um, in as smug a way as you possibly can. And, you know, what we'll do, I'll just take a quick look at last season. Um, It's poor barrel. Like it's, they've had a lot of, they've had a lot of bad seasons in the last kind of seven, eight years, maybe more. But they've always kind of been there or thereabouts. They picked up trophies, Europa Leagues, FA Cups, League Cups. You know, they scraped top fours and things like that. They've always kind of put a run together when it mattered. um, And kind of been that side that just did enough. But last season was, that was her, that, as bad as things have been, that was really, really bad, wasn't it? Yeah, um, 9-0 uh, uh, in, on aggregate to, uh, between uh, the two of us, um, for us, of course. Um, yeah, the, it, it, I, you know, Solskjaer was, was always a joke. And, uh, and, and you know, they, they, they brought him in as, a, uh, you know, as, as a cleanser, as, as a palate cleanser <laughs> against, against uh, the bad taste that, that, that Mourinho had left. And uh, but and 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 then they 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 felt compelled to or 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 forced to 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 make him their permanent uh, permanent manager and and you know uh, as much as Solskjaer was a joke you know that hiring him is is a is a much bigger joke so uh, it, it was always clear that that he wouldn't um, you know he he stayed on much longer longer than than I had ever anticipated because you know yeah, it, what was he there yeah. was he there like yeah. Three years or something was it? Yeah, three and a half years. Oh. I, I I reckon. Yeah. Oh no, no, oh. He, he came in halfway, so yeah, it might have been three years. That is that's absolutely wild, and <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because because he 
He's absolutely not not you know he 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 managed to uh, uh, relegate uh, what was it um, Cardiff uh, Cardiff yeah uh, and then he went back to to Norway and and, um, and I thought I think he he became champions with Molde but I think everybody does there so so that there was but nothing he didn't win the league with Molde didn't he which is yeah, and, and that's that's very funny as well. Of course, it's it's like you know not not becoming champions with uh, with Paris Saint Germain. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and, and then they brought in Rangnick, and I thought you know Rangnick uh, has you know had let let's 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 say like that uh, a good reputation. Um, but in 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 Dutch we have a, have a you know a relatively new saying. It's called um, you know. What's it called when you you have these these when you go into um, uh, it, we call it a washing street here, but it's you know all these machines that clean your car. I, I don't know what, what, oh, what, a, car what wash. The, the, a car wash, yeah. <laughs> but th- th- this is this is like a reverse car wash. So you you go in clean and you come out dirty. And 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 Ragnik, um, you know, he, uh, as I said, he had a a good reputation, but you know nothing of that uh, is left. I don't yeah. know what. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing with with Branick is Beryl, Like, first of all, he hasn't coached. He hadn't coached in a while, but his yeah, that's true. And his um his niche, I guess, his expertise is on setting up an entire football club to yeah. be like a really slick operation. And we can see the way we can see the way that he was involved in setting up the the Red Bull franchises, wasn't he? And both in yep. in Salzburg and in Leipzig, and yep. and and FSG have like blatantly and openly gone in there to say we want to look at we want to look at how this how this whole franchise has been set up from top to bottom. We want to look at the structure. We want to look at you know the the minutia of what you're doing, and and Red Bull have been receptive to that. And what we have now is a really really strong relationship with them, both transfers, preseason, friendlies, things like that. Yeah. But what he came into at Man United was the polar opposite of that. A football club that was set up in entirely the opposite way. No structure, yeah. no nothing. And um, you would have thought that if you're going to bring somebody like that in, you utilize his strengths to fix everything that's wrong with your football club in that regard. And they used him in completely the wrong way. Yeah, and and you know that that's quite typical for how uh, how Man United are, are operating for for yeah. quite a while now. Even when they even even when they make what looks like a good decision, they somehow make it into a bad decision. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. You know, um, uh, Jade Sancho is a is a great player. Buying him is a good decision. But yeah, you you need to have a plan with w- w- what you want to do with him and. Uh, if you don't, then it becomes a bad decision. That's you know one example more. Um, you, you know when you were talking about um, um, you know a, a movie that you like to watch again and again because it gives you a good feeling. You know, actually, my movie is Moneyball. I don't know if you know this. I love uh, it. Yeah, me too. It 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 gives you um, you know at least it gives me the feeling that. Uh, um, you know, it's 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 this story of, uh, of a very small club that that um, that tries to 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 be competitive just by using a different way of working, and you know they try to be rational about things, and um, 
and 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 that's what gives me a good feeling uh, probably but uh, you know uh, and and probably and there, that, and there that's what we try to there. do there are parallels yeah. there with liverpool like i like i always imagine um the scene where where brad pitt has it out with with the one of the head scouts and he eventually fires him in one of the corridors and yeah. like i can i can just imagine <laughs> I can just imagine, you know, Brendan Rodgers and Michael Edwards having that exact argument yeah. in a corridor in Melwood at some point. Yeah, I hadn't pictured those two, but that, that's a, that, that's probably the, uh, yeah, not exactly what happened. But that, that's that's uh, we all remember the, the, these these ludicrous um, r- reports about some some transfer committee and and who, who trying to buy some some really weird players just just. Because they had a laptop, uh, which which showed he was a good player, and poor old Brandon with his with all of his uh, tactical know-how and his and his know-how of football, he he you know he had the the guts feeling. He and and who did he want to get this 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 defender from from Swansea that um, ended oh, up Ashley going to, to Everton? Ashley uh, Williams, and, wasn't it? And and you, you can see how that was would have been a, a really terrible decision and 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 you know lots of these terrible decisions that have been prevented by you know being rational about things but this is not the environment that Rangnick uh, came into it's it's a it's a tox- toxic place with i i, I imagine there are um, lots of different groups with different interests and different uh, opinions but all all of them have have a bit of power and you know you have these um Old players, um, uh, former players that you know uh, continue to to exert their power through um, you know by being a, a Sky pundit or you know uh, every now and then yeah saying the something in your skulls and your Ferdinands exactly and 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 there's still uh, the old gaffer whose uh, parking spot uh, uh, poor old Ola wouldn't take uh, and he's still there and and I don't you know it, it would you would be stupid not to use the expertise of, of of an Alex Ferguson if you can use it. But if he still exerts power, if he still has a, a say on uh, who should come in and, you know, af- after um, getting a moise in, <laughs> uh, you, you should. I, I don't think that's that's healthy for an organization. And, and this is what probably sh- shows and. Uh, exactly, Rangnick would maybe been a been a real really good choice for lots of clubs and maybe even for them, but they didn't give him. Uh, I, they didn't back him. They didn't back him by getting um, the, the 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 staff that he wants wanted. Um, uh, this is something that I uh, heard from uh, uh, Rafael Honigstein, um, uh, football journalist. Uh, also really close with with Klopp, um, but uh, he uh, you know he, he disappeared all, all, out of all of my favorite podcasts, uh, you know, uh, excluding this one of course. Um, but uh, apparently he was uh, he was um, part of the 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 Manchester United staff um, in in a strange way. So he he was he was uh, uh, giving advice to to Rangnick about you know press affairs etc. And what I heard of him is uh, is that Rangnick wanted, um, you know, staff. He wanted a uh, second man, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but he he didn't get his choices. And 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 players feel this. Players feel that that uh, that that 
the, the manager isn't backed, that there is no authority there. He, uh, he was he was supposed to, uh, you know, always supposed to stay there only for uh, until the end of the season. And, you know, th- that means that that you can, um, you know, not perform uh, without consequences, uh, at least without long term consequences. And, you know, and that's why it became a car crash of a season, I think. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and like just like I'm just looking at the league table now, Beryl, and you know it's like it's tragic. It really is. Um, they they finished sixth. Um, they finished sixth on 58 points with a goal difference of zero. 57 scored, 57 conceded. Now they are 35 points off Manchester City. In first, um, whose goal difference is 73. They are 34 points off, off us in second, where, their goal di- where our goal difference is plus 68. And just to kind of put that into a little bit of context, um, they are, let me see here. I don't know if I can count that high. 71 points Spurs finished. Um, in fourth place with so that's 13 points ahead of Man United 13 points now if I look down they are two points ahead of Manchester City in seventh they are six points ahead of Leicester in eighth seven ahead of Brighton in ninth seven ahead of Wolves in tenth nine ahead of Newcastle which is pretty damning yeah, and and if you know if you go all the way down to you know thirteen points, um, it takes us God Almighty, what's that forty five? Takes us all the way down to Aston Villa in in fourteenth place. Um, that's the difference between them and Spurs in top four. Um, they're yeah. thir- you know they're they're thirty six points. Ahead of, ahead of Norwich, who finished uh, rock bottom, and they're 35 points behind Manchester City. So, you know, I think that sixth place might be sixth place, but they might as well be nowhere. There is a, there's as big a gulf between them and Norwich as there is between them and, and us in Manchester City. And that okay. is the most damning um, statistic of all, I feel. And the fact yeah. that in there, it, it it is it is toxic, and it kind of brings us on to the the ownership. Um, and look, we felt this barrel with with the Hicks and Gillette thing. And if the ownership's not right, very rarely does anything get done. Um, the eleven million pounds has been paid out um, in shareholder dividends recently. Um, that has not gone down too well. There's still protests again last year, and like this. This isn't going to go away, is it? And the Glazers, they're a bit like Boris Johnson at the minute. They're just, no matter how much they're hated and how bad a job they're doing and how many stupid decisions that they make that don't work and how many gas they put out, they're just not going to let go, are they? It's it's a money making machine, and so why would they? It's it's like uh, the, the 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 goose with the, the golden eggs, and yeah. but 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 you know if 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 they would um, if they they would. And not get into the Champions League in, in the next 
a couple of years, then then things might change because you know the the the, the golden eggs might get smaller and smaller. But they have, you know, accumulated so much, um, you know, financial goodwill that, uh, that 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 might take a while. So yeah, I, I think, uh, and and you know about these protests, I, I think it's 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 very weak to to protest only when you know the team is not going well. That that you know last season, which and I will repeat this until the the, the day I die which wasn't a real season because it was the covid season they finished second and you know they had a a record amount of of penalties etc cetera, etc cetera. but you know they finished second and i didn't see any protests because it was the covid season but you know when they could protest they only protested in that that game that they played against us it's so it i i think these protests aren't consistent enough aren't clear enough you know stop buying shirts um uh, only turn on in uh turn up in 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 yellow and green if you are serious about it but i i don't think they are serious about it serious enough about it, it it's it's more like you know it's it's like uh, the, the newcastle supporters turning up with with the, with the with the headscarves and 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 uh, saudi arabia flags it's um it, 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 it's it's if you win, you don't care about the Glazers. If you don't win, then you suddenly start caring about the Glazers. But you know the Glazers have been the same for uh, I don't know for how for how many years they have been there. You know they were there in in uh, the Ferguson era in the in the latter years of the Ferguson era, and and nobody was complaining until you know um, Ferguson went away and 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 the success started crumbling um so if, if they're you know their supporters are serious about it they 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 should uh, start a a, a a serious resistance against it um and yeah i don't know what what, what it will do but you know hicks and gillette didn't go because we protested them um, they left because of different reasons but uh, yeah uh, I don't know. It, it's they're they're here to stay. I would say. Yeah, it looks like it. Now they've brought the manager in, uh, Ten Hag. Um, who I think it's fair to say is is highly rated. Um, his records good both domestically and in Europe. His brand of football, uh, if you want to use that term, um, but certainly the way he likes to play, it's. It's quintessentially Dutch, isn't it? It's quintessentially Ajax, probably more specifically speaking. Um, but again, uh, he's he's coming from a club that is structured really well, like from the like from the ground up, not even within, you know, the confines of um, ownership, scouting, first team and coaching, like from the ground up, um, all the way down to. All the way down to I don't know under five or whatever, um, yeah. and that's an ethos there which was, was built up o- over decades, um, and has never changed, and will not ever change. Certainly evolved, but it's never it's never going to be changed. Now, um, 
I think the two interesting, I think the most interesting thing for me here, first of all, and we'll get on to the ins and outs and the signings, which I think is really, really significant, but um, there, <laughs> for me, and with for me within United at the moment, it's very kind of, it's very Chelsea circa mid-2010s, where there was like a bunch of spoilt, spoiled brats of football players who were used to winning and not used to coming under scrutiny and the manager was always scapegoated and the manager was always the one that took the fall and the players kind of made sure of that and that environment seems to be being developed inside Manchester United at the moment with these little clicks of different players you were talking about earlier on massive egos in the likes of Fernandez, Ronaldo, Pogba, who has now left, which I don't think is any bad thing. Um, and to the point where, you know, you talked about Rannick's staff that he wanted to bring in, wasn't the one coach that he brought in. Apparently they were referring to him as Ted Lasso and things like this. And it was all, <laughs> it was just, it was just all a big joke. And it didn't look like anybody's taking anything seriously. But as Solskjaer was weak, I would say, Ranić tried to be strong, tried to be firm, tried to make decisions that would maybe influence behaviour like dropping Pogba, dropping Ronaldo, um, dropping Maguire, which are big ballsy decisions and you have to give him his shoes there. Ten Hag's not going to put up with that and you know, you'll know probably be able to allude better to me as to how kind of confrontational, stubborn, single-minded he is. And that for me, with the likes of Ronaldo and Fernandez there, it can go one of two ways. If it goes the right way, it'll be really, really good for them. If it goes the wrong way, like that could be like honestly, that could be popcorn, couldn't it? Yeah, and you know that's a scenario that I'm uh, hoping for. <laughs> but you know, it's 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 important to uh, to allude to uh, the personality of uh, of of uh, Ten Hag. Which is not an Ajax man, and um, uh, he's he's from Twente, and you know uh, I I think most uh, um, you know people who, who watch football would know that that uh, Twente is 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 the team that uh, FC Twente is uh, was the team that that gave Steve McLaren his his, his highlight of of his career. Um, you know they became champions uh, in two thousand and. Eight, I would say, but you know, um, I'm I'm not entirely sure at this point in time. Uh, did I see? Did I see that McLaren's back at United? Yeah, he 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 has taken him uh, with them, and, and 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 this is and this is something he and there are more. Uh, he 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 tried to get in Robin van Persie, um, you know, um, because he knows the club, because mm-hmm. he's Dutch. And I think he's looking for alliances. I I think he's looking for someone who has a click with with him because they're Dutch and they know how the way he works and and yeah, they understand him. Uh, and they also and also have a click with with Manchester United. So you know there can be a, sort of a a bridge between him and and the club. Um, and, and so he he's from Twente and and you know uh, I'm from Twente. Not, not a not a yeah I'm a native, but you know. Not a, an original native, to put it that way. Um, but people here are are stubborn. <laughs> they're, they're really open, but they are also 
um, you know, uh, this is a rural area of of the Netherlands, and people uh, are known to be, uh, yeah, stubborn is is I, I think uh, an an important uh, uh, trait here. So, but you know, that doesn't mean that everybody that comes from here is, is stubborn. But he probably is. He's let's let's put it. Uh, you know, let's say he's strong-willed. He wasn't the the best football player, but he was a he was a good football player. Someone, you know, m- maybe the 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 comparison with 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 players like uh, Klopp or uh, Pep Guardiola, who, you know, Guardiola was a better player than Klopp, but both were stars, right? So, but they were. I think you're doing. I, I think personally, you're doing Guardiola a disservice there, but we'll we'll agree to disagree. No, no, he he was a good player, but he was he was never the star. Even at Barcelona, you know, he 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 had to leave Barcelona, but um, he he was he was a very um, he had vision that that was clear. But he didn't have speed or you know the other weapons that you need to be a world star. Let's maybe we disagree a little less with me having said that. But uh, yeah, okay. Like I would uh, put, I would like I would put Guardiola in a bracket with like. Like Xavi or Pirlo, for example. Nah, I wouldn't. No. Okay, no, that's fair. He he does win the <laughs> Champions League, but you know. Yeah, but you know he he plays in the team that wins it, but I don't he, think he is in that. So you would say he plays in the team that wins it. I would say he gets in the team that wins it. Okay. You know? So, but, but anyway, we digress. But, yeah, we no, digress. no, okay, but yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, that you know, if I talk. I digress. Um, I'll, I'll try to get back on track. But, you know, coming back to Ten Hag. To be fair, Beryl, I think that one was on me. So, um, but yeah. No, no, no. no but, but, you know, Ten Hag was also uh, not a star, but also uh, at the same time an influential player. You know, Van Gaal being another uh, uh, of these type of players. And I'll, ex- I'll exclude uh, Guardiola for you. But um, um, so he was a good player but you know not a star and uh, he, he has played a while in, in Germany I think um, and then he became a, a youth coach at Twente and it, it became apparent that there was he, he was really talented you know he had the, the discipline uh, you know to learn because you know being a good player doesn't mean you uh, are going to be a good trainer or a good coach um, you have to put in the work again for you know this other profession and he did uh, and he was noticed by the same Pep Guardiola in uh, when he was at Bayern, and uh, he took uh, he took Ten Hag and made him the 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 coach of their second team, which is a big deal for. But they play in their own league um, in this. In, I don't. I I think this the second Bundesliga, not entirely sure, but you know th- their second team is a big uh, big deal, and apparently he was really good at that. And then he came back to the Netherlands and uh, from a little club to uh, uh, a, a, a bit better club, um, Utrecht. And, and at Utrecht, it became clear to everyone, this is a good coach, uh, is a good manager, and he can go places. And his name was touted at PSV. His name was touted at, at Feyenoord. Um, and it was a bit of a surprise that he went to Ajax and... and, and uh, Especially the, the the Amsterdam press, you know, the biggest um, newspapers here, the Telegraaf, which is you know, um, I I hesitate to call it a newspaper, but uh, um, they they were you know 
for, for at least a year, they were totally against the idea that Ten Hag was the the, the coach, the manager of of, uh, of Ajax. But you're absolutely right. The way he plays is is quite typical for you know uh, the orange football, for the Cruyff football, and for Ajax. So you know he 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 fit like a glove, and it's really interesting football that he played. But I think that the the major caveat here is. Um, you know, can you uh, can you translate the success that you have with Ajax in the Dutch league? You know, being the, the 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 most 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 dominant team in that league, can you translate that to the Premier League um, to a non-dominant team? Yeah, um, and I think for me here, Beryl, you, you're like you're absolutely right. And whether he can and whether he can't, I don't think we'll be seen in the next three or four years because. As I've said before, like he's he's going in to Ajax and everything's there for him. It's ready made. Like it's it's kind of where it's kind of like when when Guardiola joined City and you know Tixi Bergestein had set everything up in preparation yeah. for him coming like three years in advance. With Ajax, it had already been there for decades in advance. You know, um, he's. He also had the stylistically the right sort of players that would fit into his system because that is what Ajax did in. It's continuity, continuity, continuity. And they brought in a manager who wanted to play a specific way. That matched with the Ajax way and therefore matched with basically the playing staff that were there. Now, that's not the case at Manchester United. And We've all, like we can see it already. So I think it's going to be really interesting. The first signing, I think, a, a right back. Am I right? No, a left back. Malasia. Oh, yes, sorry, a left back. The other boy that yeah. that's a left back. A left back. Um, and you can tell us a bit about him. I think you you read him very highly. But that to me, that to me says he knows enough about Luke Shaw. And Alex Tellez to know that, lads, you might be, you know, what, 65, 67 million pounds worth of, of left back sitting there. And no matter yeah. who you are, you don't fit what I want to do. So it's pointless. And he looks to have made that judgment very, very, very early on. And it's not necessarily about how good these players are. And it's a bit and it's a bit Liverpool. You know, it wasn't necessarily about how good Mo Salah was or how good Sadio Mane was. It was, did they fit what Klopp wanted to do perfectly? Yes, they did. Does this look uh, back? Yeah, it, uh, you know, um, I I love Tyrell Malasia and uh, it pains me to see him at uh, at Manchester United. He's a, he's a fine old boy. Um and um, famously, his 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 debut came in a Champions League game against Napoli, uh, and Napoli was you know the Sari Napoli at the, at the time, so you know a, a really really good team. But uh, Feyenoord beat them, um, and he was one of the better players, and it was incredible because you know he was 18 at the time. And what, what what's important about Tyrell Malasia is that he, you know, it's 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 you know the boy has has willpower has um, everything he wants to do everything to succeed, 
and and so he succeeds. So you know he has uh, obviously he also has some football talents. Um, but you know I think the most important part of of what he gives is is that he um, he he wants to do everything to to be a better player every day, and uh, and on the pitch. Uh, he gives everything as well, um, and you know if it's a last-ditch tackle, it's a last-ditch tackle. He has to do. He had to do that lots of times uh, uh, at Feyenoord, but uh, in this last season, uh, and I think at this moment in time, uh, no, in, in the last season, the uh, the best manager was the manager of Feyenoord, and you know I might be a bit biased, but um, and he plays uh, a, a similar style as you know uh, as, as Ten Hag did. Um, and 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 we saw the real Malasia. He, he he started to shine. He he came, you know he was he was a left back that. Uh, and 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 tell me if you if you recognize this profile that that uh, has a really good understanding with 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 his uh, left winger, um, and you know does more of a, of of a, uh, attacking than than defending, but can defend if he needs to. Um, is a monster at pressing. Uh, gives everything every every uh, every game, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's 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 clear. I, I would have really loved to to see him at at, at Liverpool if he wouldn't have had Simikas, who has you know very similar traits. So uh, fair enough. And I think uh, it, it's it's. Um, I, I hope for him that that it isn't the uh, the the reverse car wash that. <laughs> That that it was for for all of these other players and and for Ragnik etc. But uh, I I still think it's it's a strange transfer because you know they they did have Luke Shaw who you know uh, always seems a bit too heavy. But I, I thought he had a good season not last season but the season before. Uh, they have Alex Tejas uh, and they have uh, the young lad uh, that they oh Brandon uh, Williams isn't it? Yeah, who's all fire and. And, and less uh, brains, uh, you know. That was my impression that, that the couple of times that I saw. Him. But you know, they, they had three players that could just potentially be a left back, and uh, I think there are more glaring. Um, uh, what's what's the word that I'm looking for? You know, uh, yeah. I, I think yeah. if you want to play uh, the the ten half football, then you need to have some really solid and. Um, good footballing and quick centre backs, l- like we have, and like yeah. Manchester United doesn't have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it is interesting, and you know, it's it looks as though it looks to me as though uh, we've seen this at Chelsea. I think the, the rumours coming out with this. Is it Todd Bowie or Bowley or whatever his name is? Bowley, yeah, Bowley, yeah, something and, like that, and, yeah. It looks like he's giving a lot of autonomy to Tuchel over over who who's going to get signed, who he wants, yeah. um, and it has come out and it has been mentioned that it's you know he wants to he wants a club to act more like Liverpool, um, but again I think it looks the same at Manchester United where they're they're leaning a lot on. Ten Hag with regards to transfer targets. We've seen the other two names, significant names that have been kind of linked with. I think was it Lissandro Martinez was one. Is he an Ajax player? Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the right back. Is that right? He can play right back, but he has been played um, as a centre back. Okay, um, 
most of the time. And um, and the other name is uh, Yuri Timber. Yeah. Mr. Timber. Yeah. Um, um, I've heard he's a wooden one, though. <laughs> yeah. And, and his brother, too. Uh, yeah. It's, it's a, and then the, and the, other names, the other two names, the, the other two obvious names there are, are obviously De Jong, where yeah. it looks like a complicated signing, given that I don't think De Jong really wants to leave. I think Barcelona was pretty much, you know, that was the end of his rainbow. And uh, that's not something that he wants to end right now. Um, so I think negotiations with the player are going to be more difficult with nego- the negotiations with the club itself. And then obviously, yeah. um, Anthony, who I, I know you have your reservations about, and he's certainly a bit of a, a bit of a Suarez-esque sort of hothead, maybe in that, that, maybe in the Richarlison kind of mould. Um, but again, it's it, it's all what it's all what Ten Hag knows. It's very much within his kind of um, knowledge catchment area, if you will. But there's that glaring gap there, all that you know. It, it's not Klopp. Do you think Klopp sits there and, and identifies these players and goes, I want him, want him, want him, just go and get them? No. There is a, a specific type of player that, that Klopp will want and he might throw a name out there. And we know the obvious example is when he wanted Julian Brandt and, and he was convinced that Salah was the better option. And they will bring a batch of players with reams and reams and months and ye- sometimes years of statistical analysis and breakdown. Um, and factoring all of this data in to bring a batch of players that you know are, are as are as our strike rate in the transfer window has shown is almost almost flawless. But that's the glaring hole both with Chelsea and particularly with Manchester United here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I think, um, and 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 this might be the reason that. Uh, um, you know, it, it might be that Ten Hag needs to default on on what he already knows because he sees that that there isn't uh, a system in place to identify uh, players and to and to you know to, to to give in a profile and then you know a couple of names are, uh, come out of the computer and this is this is what you and you know these are the best options for what you want and and maybe that's why he needs to default on on what he already knows. But I don't think that's healthy. Um, uh, exactly, you know, in the in the when they were um, reporting about you know Todd Bowley giving more autonomy to to Thomas Tuchel, um, they were literally saying that you know this this was the system that Pep Guardiola and and Klopp also had. But but that's that's bullshit. That's not that's not how how it works at Liverpool, and I don't think it works at uh, Man City. And you know, I don't think Pep Guardiola saw Julian Alvarez and said, "Yeah, I want this this uh, 18-year-old uh, uh, Argentinian." Um, they identified him with their, you know, the way they scout and the way we scout is very similar. And I think w- we may even be better at it. And you know, recent uh, evidence suggests it. Uh, and 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 you know I, I think one of Klopp's strengths is that he isn't stubborn um, in in saying I I know best and I know what player I want and and this is the player I don't want another one, but you know he he, he is um, y- you can convince him uh, if you have the right arguments and and apparently they they did have um, and and so they got Salah instead of. Brunt and they got money instead of Götze and they and you know all of these other 
players that um, he may or may n not have wanted and he didn't get. Um, but, you know, maybe there isn't such a, 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 a sophisticated scouting system at Manchester United in place that he can rely on. And But I, 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 I don't think it's a it's uh, you know it, it looks very well if uh, you know the the, the new uh, manager uh, his, his scouting consists of you know rating his his former club um I, I think if if we come back to the names um Lisandro Martinez is a really good football player but um he's uh he's not very tall and for a central defender in the Premier League, I, I think that's a serious weakness. And the same applies for Timber. So these are good players. And, and in, in world football, we have seen central defenders who weren't very tall, but they're very good. You know, the, the, your Baresis, your Canavaros. But and that's not the Premier League. And that's not the way um, you, you know, apparently you can succeed uh, as a central defender in, in the Premier League. I think... You know, uh, a footballer like uh, a defender like Virgil van Dijk is a bit of a unicorn. You know, uh, tall, um, quick, uh, and technically adept. You know, th there aren't many of those. I understand that, but you know, and and Harry Maguire is uh, <laughs> is is none of these three things. You know, he's tall. I I, I have to give him that. But you know, the the, the other two uh, are. I don't think that they are there. So. I don't think Harry Maguire will be a success if he has has to play, and and this is why he he failed so miserably while playing Ragnik football. I think, um, you know, when they played uh, Solskjaer uh, football, uh, them defending, soaking up pressure. Yeah, uh, you, he can be useful, but if Ten Hag wants to play like he he did, I I I can't see that happening. So they they will need some really good central defenders. I I I don't see them out there. Yeah, it's um, yeah. Like I think, to be fair, there's a couple of players there at the moment. Now I think it's just it's worth it's worth kind of just stopping on. I think that United have they've probably freed up like a fairly significant chunk on their wage bill. Um, Cavani's gone. Um, Maric is gone. Um, Pogba's gone, Lingard's gone, and for some reason I just couldn't ever bring myself to hate him. Even after that two-nil Manchester United win at Anfield, Juan Mata's gone as well. Now that yeah. is hefty chunk. Um, you'd probably be talking sixty, maybe sixty, seventy million pounds worth a year on wages there off the wage bill. So, you know, they can make moves and, and you've shown when they've dropped outside of the Champions League before, they're not scared um, to throw money at at player purchases um, to try and get them back up there again. I think the interesting one for me here is, you know, need need we talk about Pogba? I'd love to spend half an hour talking about Pogba. As, like, like, it's quite possible he has been the worst signing in the history of football, I'm really struggling to think of someone who has worked out 
worse than Paul Pogba signing for the money, for the games played, for the influence, negative influence on the side, some might say, obviously that's debatable, for the fact that he wins very little, he doesn't influence the side, and it's £89 million and he leaves on a free. You know, if you're maybe getting £50, £60 million back for him, then, you know, fair enough, but you're not. He leaves on a free. What uh, a sick time. Yeah, they let him go on a free. They bought him for £89 million. He got absolutely fuck all, and then he leaves free after getting it's, pissed. And, and it's I'd hilarious. Love, I'd love to know the money they gave him for that as well. I really would. So, yeah, be that as it may, right? I think there's two things for me. I think the first one is an easier conversation, I think, in Ronaldo. Some people might think, I wonder where Ronaldo fits in here. But what Ten Hag did really well was he used Sebastian Haller really well, didn't he? Um, Yeah, true. And and I, I I feel that he could... Ten Hag, if he gets the players that he wants and he's able to somehow, you know, to a degree replicate the type of football that he played at Ajax, um, Ronaldo could be that flat track bully and get the odd and and probably continue to get the big goals that he normally gets against big sides. Um, So there's that, that's it. I think that's a real option for him. So I don't think a centre forward. I don't think a centre forward is going to be an issue in the transfer market for him, but I also think that he might look at Ronaldo and go, there's a lot of managers in this world, most managers, certainly most top-end managers, Klopp wouldn't touch him, or Teda wouldn't touch him. I don't think Tuchel wouldn't touch him. I know there was talk with Guardiola, but I don't think Guardiola would really touch him either. Um, and we can go across Europe like that, and I'm talking about sensible football teams, not the likes of Paris Saint-Germain. But I reckon Ten Hag is one of those who looks at him and goes, I can I can do something with you. The issue is it's the potential personality class that may or may not occur. Do they butt heads, Beryl? Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Is it likely? I suppose is a better question. I, I I remember, um, you know, uh, Manchester United fans being so happy that they found a um, um, a little video clip of uh, such a, a personality clash between uh, Ten Hag and and his and his pupil uh, Noah Noah uh, what's his name Noah Lung yeah that's what his name is, and but Noah Lung was at the at that moment and you know Noah Lang didn't want didn't do what uh, what what Ten Hag wanted him to do and, and he got really angry with him and and he started shouting at him in in front of the the, the microphones you know that are positions uh, at the uh, um, you know um, at the side of the field and this you know this became a hilarious clip and uh, you know talked to, at length uh about in 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 every dutch football show but um you know Noah Lang was was 18 19 at the time he was he was also known as a very difficult kid to work with Noah Lang came out of the Feyenoord uh, uh youth system 
uh, got kicked out <laughs> and then uh, got picked up because you know obvious talent um uh, at ajax and 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 he clashed with uh with ten Hag. that reveal morrison to me yeah but reveal morrison never really succeeded uh you know to the degree that noah lung did but this is more yeah well you know reveal morrison was all promise and and you know succeeded n- nowhere and and uh noah lung just became champions with brugge but it, he suffers from um delusions of grandeur and you know lots of players have this but this is this is not a very bright kid and and uh, but he plays for uh, for the netherlands so you know a fahasi so something maybe, in him maybe a bit more balotelli then yeah that, that's that's a more uh, uh apt uh comparison i would say because there there's a uh, there's a bit that makes uh, some managers think they can, you know, they can they they can change him and they they can get it out of him, like like Brendan did with Balotelli and saved his career and made uh, Liverpool uh, etc. Very very uh, successful with it. Um, uh, I'm being really sarcastic now, but yeah, this, I is, this is actually, <laughs> this is the this is the only point in time that I saw Ten Hag do this. Um, so he he probably is like that more uh, more often of course on the on the training uh, field but I, I I don't think he will do this with with uh, Ronaldo you know I, I don't I don't pretend to know uh, either Tanaka nor Ronaldo but they they absolutely might clash but um, uh, you know coming back to to um, you know having him tap in goals like uh, like Sebastian Haller did. You know, you have to be really dominant for that. And and Ajax was very dominant because of his tactics, but also because, you know, Ajax are the best team, have the best players in, in the Dutch league. So um, a bit like Manchester City, you know, they they, they um, uh, hog the the ball and, yeah. and they, they, they have the ball constantly. And if you have the ball, then you have to just kick it away. But, you know, it will be back in, a, in an instant. And then they, they use... The wings and and any and Tanakh is really good at that. You know, um, uh, one time it'll be uh, the the midfielder that shows up. Uh, At another point it will be the left back, and another point it will be the left winger. You know, I'm just taking the left the left side of the pitch as as an example. But that that could be the case, and I know you're saying they're obviously not Manchester City. I, I totally get that, but Manchester, I think. Although we laugh a lot about Manchester United, certainly in a, certainly in an attacking sense, and I think it's an overall squad, they, there's a lot of quality in there. You know, there there are your Sancho's and your Rashford's and your Ronaldo's and your Bruno Fernandez's and um, God, I don't even, I, I can't even think who else now. But there there is there's talent in there, and there's players that I feel that Ten Hag can use, Fred McTominay. I think certainly he can get some use out of um, potentially, I don't know, potentially Lindelof. Like, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. I don't, like, I don't know what Martial's crack is. Uh, Van de Beek, of course. Van de Beek's going to be like a new signing. That's someone who's worked with before yeah. and knows exactly how to get the best out of. Yeah, that, you know, that's fair. Uh, and everybody will see. And, you know, I, I was... Um, 
and maybe rightly so, accused of uh, an anti-Ajax bias. Uh, uh, but Donny van der Beek was never a very, 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 very good player. He he is a player that can be very useful, uh, and then you have to use him in a very specific way. But Ten Hag knows how to do that. So yeah, he, he might be a, a lot more useful. You know, in in a Lingard fashion, I would say. Yeah, I see. I see Van der Beek as a little bit Firmino, where. You know, he has a very specific skill set and you need to be able to know how to use it in order to allow him to influence a game. Exactly the way Brendan Rodgers had no fucking idea how to use Firmino. And we had the, as you actually mentioned earlier on, I think, wasn't it that twerp, um, that Neil Ashton boy who was talking about, I wonder which laptop often come up with the price tag of 27 million for Firmino and all this sort sort of carry on. But I think that I think I, yeah. there is a comparison to be made there, where there is a player, a very very good player in there. If only you can use him correctly and not try and shoehorn him into a system or a position that doesn't suit the way he understands the game. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, it's it's like um, if you have a team of I I don't know what sports you want but you know you you, you if you look at a team and the team performs then it's crazy to think that you can take one individual out of it and and put it in another team and think it, they will perform in the same way that, that's not how teams work but if if he gets Frankie de Jong and if he gets one central defender that knows how to get the ball to Frankie de Jong uh, then you will um, get a lot more out of Donny van der Beek. That, that's absolutely a, the case. You know, the, the, he 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 works very hard, um, makes uh, runs from midfield, um, you know, all the time. But uh, you know, there you go. If you put him there uh, on the midfield and you want him to make runs, and you have Frankie de Jong who wants to carry the ball. So, where does Fernandez fit in? And if well, this, you know what? This is re- <laughs> so this is really interesting, Beryl, because this is exactly the thing that I was going to come on and talk to you next. Yeah. There's, okay, lo- there's, there's loads about Fernandez that about his game. This is really, really good. But there's for me, there is loads about Fernandez where his game is really, really not good. And all the reasons I'm going to cite now are the reason that we didn't sign him. He is tactically ill-disciplined um i don't think he understands how to fit within a team as opposed to the way he wants to be the center point of a team and for a team to rotate around him and accommodate him he wants to do things off the cuff he wants to wander into positions where he feels he can influence the game and you know is is pressing etc is it's it's off the cuff. I've already used that term, but it 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 does it. It's do you know what his pressing is? His pressing is kind of emotional. He presses when he gets pissed off, um, and then when when he gets past being pissed off and getting fed up, he just stops. Um, and before that, he struts around like he doesn't have to do the work. Yeah, or and he then, kicks in and gets a red card, or yeah, you know deserves a red card. Yeah. Absolutely, and it eventually ends up that way. And he can yeah. absolutely disappear within games, um, like completely disappear. So 
honestly, I think I think Ten Hag would look at him the same way Klopp or Guardiola would look at him and go, "You have none of this, none of the top five skills that I value in a footballer. No matter how good yeah. you are technically, you've got none of the attributes that are going to make you a functional cog in the sort of system that I want to use." Yeah, you know, it, it, I. I like, really like him as a football player, you know, and the skills that he can show when he's on the ball. And, you know, he, he you know, there's a lot there. He's a match winner, uh, Beryl. Yeah, he, he is a match. And those he can players shoot. are beautiful for between. But the only thing I, I, I you know, I, I totally subscribe to your analysis. I, the only thing I would, I would give him as a, as, as a, uh, you know, maybe, um we haven't seen what he can be if he isn't forced to be that player because um he, he was the best player at Sporting Lisbon and but Sporting Lisbon wasn't a very good team and and you know he maybe he had to be like that you know the 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 the, the, the one player in the one team um one player team um and when he came to um to and he came half halfway of the season. Uh, he came to to Manchester United, and he had a really good half, uh, scoring lots of penalties. Um, but you know, th- then again, it was a dysfunctional team and, and and not a very good team. And last season he struggled because he wasn't that player anymore, the the the, the best player in the team, or you know, at least normally not. I, I don't know. Maybe he can be disciplined, but it's yeah. I I don't think that's very plausible. So yeah, that, that might be the clash that you know we have to get the popcorn out for, and they paid a lot of money for him. And they, <laughs> they and they they recently last season I think they uh, extended his contract and he gave him a big pay rise, didn't they? So that might be fun. <laughs> See, see, seeing yeah. another player thinking he's uh, you know just just like Pogba, uh, I, you know I'm I'm one of the best in the world, but I'm not being used uh, the the right way. And uh, yeah, it's every it's, yeah, I, I totally I totally agree with you. I think with him, it, it's kind of the it's everybody else's fault attitude. Um, and I think he. Do you remember David Bentley? Yeah, sure. David Bentley at Blackburn. And he had, I think, that season and a half where he was absolutely awesome. He could do everything. He could score from distance. He could create. He could beat men. He was quick. He could play through the middle. He could play out wide. Um, and he was a match winner. But I think it's like an ego thing. It's like an insecurity thing, I think, with some of these players that are the quintessential big fish in a wee pond. And... I think Bentley thrived in that Blackburn side because he was the big fish in the wee pond. He was the guy walking into training with his chest out every day. And I think Fernandez has a bit of that about him. Um, where he, he wants to be the big man in the side because it feeds his ego. And when you feed a player's ego, it makes them better. It makes them better on the pitch, and there is like the the element of mentality and, and psychology and just general 
security in your own game as a footballer is so underestimated. Like it really is. It's just, it's just not considered. And this is why players fall off a cliff because they completely, they lose, completely lose self belief. And yeah. when you walk into a side where, or a side around you becomes, and you bring in the likes of Ronaldo's and and people like this, and all of a sudden you're like, oh Jesus, like I'm, I'm not. I'm not the big lad anymore. And what you also have to then find, and what Fernandez has had to find, he's had to kind of, he's kind of had to re-establish where he falls within that, within the hierarchy in the changing room. Um, and that can affect a player massively. Um, you see it in all walks of life. You know, you go into a new job, you, you some some guy comes in in your work who's like levels above you, and you realise it, and you're like. Christ, I don't know where I fit in anymore. That never and, happened to me, yet, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, you know, um, like, like, I, like, I've recently started a new job, and and I went from knowing absolutely everything and being completely confident in in my own decision making, um, how I was going to speak to people, how I was going to react in 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 meetings, um complete confidence in in my opinion and what I was going to say. And now I, I just don't really have that because I don't know what I don't know yet. And, and that's all fine. And that can happen to players coming into a club, but I think it can also happen with the likes of, of if you have a superstar coming. And we've seen as well with Fernandez, his game isn't quite the same for Portugal as for Manchester United. And, and the same sort of thing has affected him. But I think stylistically, that is a that's a real um, there's a real counterbalance there with with what he does with him. So look, just to finally kind of finish off review, let's look at United kind of best case scenario. Okay, we know they've got um, we know they've got a. a a gap in their wage bill, so to speak. Um, they've offloaded a lot of high earners, so there's there's money there to work with. Um, they've got Van de Beek back, who I think, will, you know, finally they'll be able to see the value of him. They, they brought in the left back. They're looking at certainly two, potentially three more um, in, in Anthony, in De Jong, and in say a right back or centre back. So say they say they pull all that off. Hmm. What are your expectations for the next season? And how long does it take until it goes wrong? <laughs> yeah, the, the, well, I hope very long. But you know, um, it, what he needs is is you know the sort of plays that we need as well. So he wants to play a high line and he wants to, and this is more like Manchester City, he wants to uh, dominate the ball. He wants to, um, uh, you know, have the ball and then, oh, you know, you pass around and then other players get into position and then you have established um, a team position which uh, strangleholds uh, uh, the opponent and then you score. And when they try to score, you just um, sc- score a few more. That's 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 what you know Ajax does in uh, uh, in in the Dutch league. Uh, and 
so he he would need all of these, and I, I think Frankie de Jong will come. It's it's apparent that Barcelona really want to sell him, and uh, um, and there are no other takers. And um, I I think uh, Frankie de Jong is 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 a really good player. He, uh, there might be some problems with his personality as well. You know, I don't want the problem. I uh, make a problem of 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 his uh, and and you know of his personality. Uh, and you know, other yeah, than his per- footballing personality, but you know, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm without without being um, without trying to stereotype here. There is there is a track record, let's say, of personality personality clashes, certainly with Dutch footballers. Um, yeah. You know, we know that. We know Van Kahl is certainly outspoken. We've seen the fallout. I don't know. Some people may remember the the huge fallout in the Dutch camp in in Euro '96, and you know there's countless examples of where of where they're they're difficult. Cruyff's been difficult in the past. Van Basten yeah. has been has been difficult. Um, it's it's well documented. You know Van Basten and, and Saki's relationship with AC Milan was strained as, as an understatement there um, mm-hmm. and you know there I think yeah you're right there is potential there with with the manager with the players that he's going to bring in um, and yeah I just I kind of feel like what in an ideal world, if you were a Manchester United fan and a realistic kind of pragmatic Manchester United fan, and I think the goalkeepers, the goalkeepers, something somebody we haven't touched on that I think might also be yeah. an issue for him in kind of the same way. Fernandez is an issue, probably not quite the same way, but certainly he is as good as a goalkeeper he is. He, he's not best fit. No, Ten Hag. Um, well, but there's agree. there's a lot of those that are not about you know you need a ball playing um, goalkeeper who can um, be a part of uh, the the uh, you know the, the the circulation of the ball just you know like uh, Alisson does for us and Edison does for uh, Man City and the Gea also take up whatever positions if you want to play that high up the pitch. Yeah, it, uh, and you know uh, there are not a lot of uh, Spanish goalkeepers that are. And and this is strange, but you know, none of them that are comfortable doing that. Um, yeah, that, that's that's another problem. But uh, I, yeah, I think the, you know, he needs to pick his battles, right? Yeah, and, and like, there's a reason. Um, is it Unai? Uh, is that what you call him? Is is yeah. currently Spain's number one? Yeah, Unai Simon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Uh, there's a reason that it's not to hear. Um, and it's not because of how good he is at keeping the ball out of the net, right? Uh, yeah, you don't have to uh, make a lot of saves as as a as a goalkeeper of uh, of Liverpool, you know. And and our goalkeeper is really good at it. But you know, it, it is equally important that you that you can um, that you can contribute to the to to the to the team play, which means that you know you have to withstand the pressure. On the the defenders, and you can circulate the ball, so uh, you can play a uh, you know 
through that pressure and and get get back up the pitch again. And and you know, Alisson last season was was incredible. You know, and and uh, he was incredible with uh, with his saves, but he was also incredible with with the the way he performed as a football player, <laughs> as a as our libero. Um, and you know, the Gea is not as good as that. Uh, you know, and and, and I, it would it would be even unfair probably to to judge him on that. But you know, that that's not not what he is. But he is a really good goalkeeper in you know all all of the other parts of of goalkeeping. You know, saving shots, etc. But yeah, that that's another problem. But uh, to to come back to to the you know, let's say Frankie de Jong returns, but Frankie de Jong is not the same player that he was before, and that's what he will argue against Ten Hag when Ten Hag tries to tell him what he needs to do. He might say, "Hey, uh, I'm I, I'm a seasoned pro now, and uh, you don't have to be as harsh uh, as as you were uh, before against you know." Uh, and I, I, I because the way. Frankie de Jong acts against the referees and the way he acts when he gets taken off by Xavi, which, you know, happens more frequently than he would like, I I, I assume. Um, yeah, he's leaves, not happy about it, is he? He, he, I, I don't think he's very modest. Let's put it that way. And and he he and he has reason to be not modest. He, he's a really really good football player. So I really would hate him uh, to to see him go there uh, for the football player um, because it's Manchester United. But uh, I think we, he would be devastating if he went to Manchester City. But um, luckily he doesn't. Uh, I think. Um, but yeah, th- there is some potential for 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 clashes there. I I would I would say I would think. Um, but he would um, he would ba- make them a really you know a, a a better football team than they are now. But yeah, that, that there's lots of problems there. So if 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 I would think about you know what what's their best case scenario, I think the best case scenario is is fourth spot, and that will. I think that will be a good performance by by Ten Hag in his first season. Okay, so we would say the the keeper again. I think, and this is the way football fans think: all these problems need fixed this summer, and they're not all going to get fixed <laughs> this summer. And and we went through this. You know, we we saw a team get built gradually over kind of probably three years, and then evolve past that again. So you know, best case scenario, you'd think. You think you re- think you really need the keeper will have to probably do. He's brought the left back in. You think yeah. he probably really needs a right back, and he probably really wants a right back. That would be fair. I don't know if I think then they would have gone for Masroi, uh, the the right back from Ajax, who uh, was out of contract. But were I they not? He, were they not heavily linked with the the, the fellow Lissandro Martinez? Yeah, but I think Lissandro Martinez would play centrally. Where does Timber play? Timber also plays centrally. Okay. So the, the, these are both central defenders, and okay. and both of them are not very tall. Do so both right, of them, a right back might be on the back burner then. So center uh, half. Uh, yeah. Center half. Like they still have, they still have what Lindelof, Maguire, Bay still there, and is there someone Varane. else? And Varane. Varane. 
of course. Yeah. So you think, yeah, you'll be happy enough with Varane. Um, yeah, and maybe Lindelof. I think I, I think Lindelof has a better chance of playing than Maguire. Yeah, totally. I think I think Lindelof is actually a really good passer of the football. So that so that's fine. Midfield three brings in De Jong. You'd think De Jong, Van der Beek, and like De Jong, Van der Beek, and Fred. I'm sh- I'm, I'm sure that Ten Hag probably looks at that and thinks that's something yeah. that work with. That that might work. It 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 lacks a bit of power, um, in the sense that you know, uh, combating power. Um, but yeah, if I think for for most uh, Premier League teams, that will be a real you know. You have Frankie you're the young in that. You know, Fred is 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 the obvious question mark, but uh And then you I suppose he, yeah, he's, he'll use Big Tom money as well in, in, in that position, I guess. Who yeah, I, I'm not I I'm not sure about him. I, I actually think he's a better player than he's given credit for to yeah? be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, I do. I think it's I think it's really difficult to assess the quality of any player in this Manchester United side. And I think you only need to look at Jaden Sancho to kind of kind of grasp that concept. True, true. So, then, so then you know you're looking at a front three then, and he kind of likes to play with those, those in it's 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 very it's very clop. It's it's the in, inverted wingers as 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 they're called now with the you know the left footer on the right hand side and yeah. vice versa. Yeah, and and Anthony is what the left footer on the right hand side. Yeah, that's uh, that's what he is, and uh, uh, so if they have Sancho on on the left. Yeah, uh, right. And Ronaldo and, and and yeah, you would need a a, a left-footed um, right winger. They don't have one at this moment, I think. Right? Uh, I I wouldn't yeah. know, but uh, no, I don't but, think so. Is 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 Anthony the answer to that question? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say so. You know, the, the, a player like Rafinha has has shown that he he has um, you know. The skills that you need to to you know it's it's the same position it's the and um, also from Brazil um, Anthony has has is is a bit of a circus player and 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 he, he is technically really really uh, really good um, he's also someone who likes to roll around and in the, in the, on the pitch and and uh, uh, act like he's uh, being uh, fouled all the time you know he he would. Be, need to be reformed in that in that matter. Well, I, yeah. it, it, it's it's worked out okay for Richarlison so far. So yeah, no, that, that's that's fair, and and it's it's a bit like Ronaldo when he was nineteen, like so maybe uh, yeah, uh, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if if he gets him as well. Um, I don't think he would be an instant instant success. Um, but you know that there is absolutely a player in there. Uh, I, I really don't like him, and I really don't want him uh, at Liverpool. I don't think Klopp could, you know, handle. Uh, you know, not not handle, wouldn't bother uh, uh, to 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 have a player like that because you know th- there's there's too much drama around it. Um, it's not only a football player. It's you, you need to deal with so much more that you know. I I could be. I wouldn't be. Uh, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to be bothered with that, with that as well. So, but you know, um, Ten Hag knows him better than I do, of course. But there is this running gag uh, at this moment in in the Netherlands, uh, especially on, among among uh, final supporters, that 
probably if you want uh, Anthony, you get you can get him for free because he's still in the pocket of uh, of Malaysia. So so maybe <laughs> they they already have him. Very good. Okay, so you know they still have like I think I, I don't really want to get embroiled in the whole Greenwood um, fiasco. Um, oh God, yeah. Yeah, you know that's a very unsavoury um, situation. That you know, if if it was a player at my football club, I would be really disappointed, and I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be comfortable um, with him representing the, the football team. To be perfectly honest, but whether they decide to use him or not, you know, if we talk about it in just pure football in terms, um, he can certainly be a weapon for them, and and whether he can, whether he can do something with. With Alanga, um, who looks like he's got promise, he's a bit raw, where that ceiling is, I'm not quite sure. And the other one is is Rashford that we haven't mentioned. So, yeah. again, it might just be that they need a coach rather than a, a, a soft touch manager in Solskjaer and the polar opposite of just an absolute bell end. Who will, who will dig you out um, publicly at every given opportunity in Mourinho, and it might just be that nice balance of of the kick up the ass and the arm around the shoulder that 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 Rashford needs, probably more so the, the former. But we'll see. So, Beryl, you think um, you think fourth is fourth is their best case scenario? Where do you where do you if I if I gave you a hundred pounds now or a hundred euros now and you had to Bet all of it on what position United would finish next season. Where are you putting your money on? Yeah, it, it all depends on who they get in. But uh, you know, I I to say to say given the fourth, scenario that we've just discussed, yeah, I, I think that, that that they could reach fourth if if that all of that happens. I I think Tenag is that good of a manager. Okay, all right. I'm gonna go fifth. Um, because as much as this looks as like United are moving forward, I think other teams are also moving forward in, in kind of a similar vein in the likes of Arsenal, Spurs and and Chelsea, given they can maybe go and think about ban a defender or two. So there we are. Um, United are going to finish four and a half next season. I hope um, you're right. It will eventually all go wrong. Bruno Fernandes will be the biggest flop of the 2022-2023 season. And um, yeah, get the popcorn out because Frankie De Jong and the manager are gonna blow up in a press conference in around about February when everything starts going tits up. So yeah, Beryl, cool. thanks very much. That was uh, thoroughly enjoyable. I hope uh, the listener enjoyed it as well. We'll be back next week. We will look at, um, as I said at the start. We'll look at Spurs, we'll look at Arsenal, we'll look at Chelsea, and, and then we'll round it off with Manchester City. Um, and then we'll probably do something in the Reds for the crack, because, let's be honest, we're class. So until, um, yeah, until next time, up the Reds. <laughs> <laughs>